You are now listening to the Shoe Money Show. <laughs> because my name's Shoe Money. Shoe Money. My name's Shoe Money. Take a walk in my shoes. I'm rich. My name's Shoe Money. Shoe Money. My name's Shoe Money. Take a walk in my shoes. Nobody ever thought that I would do the things I do. But now I'm rich. Just show you how to get rich too. You want to get the things that I got to do what I do. Because my name's Shoe Money. Take a walk in my shoes. Hey, everybody. What is up? This is Jeremy Shoemaker, and um, welcome to the Shoe Money Show. I still hear the intro. I didn't know if that was... Uh... Okay. I like letting it ride underneath you. If you don't want me to play it, I don't do it. I just... No, it's <laughs> awesome. It's awesome. You can let it ride. It's uh, Sorry, I'm a little rusty. It's been five <laughs> years since yeah, I've dude, done the show. You're supposed to be all like cool with the intro and be like talking over it. I know. I'm. I'm such. I feel like uh, a little rusty in the saddle. But anyway, everybody, thanks for tuning in. Um, we're doing a live show right now. It's been five years since I've done a show, and I gotta say, it's awesome to see how big Webmaster Radio's gotten, and with the apps and the iHeartRadio and all this awesome stuff. It's a huge distribution. <clears throat> so, everyone. Thanks for coming back. I'm super excited to be back, and I'm super excited to have on my first live show uh, Mr. Ben Huh, who is the chief cheeseburger over at ICanAskCheeseburger.com, which is the famous uh, cat and, well, started as a cat site, and with the funny captions that you see everywhere. I used to always say the stupid pictures that you see everywhere. <laughs> um, it was, Some are really funny, though, and I love some of them, but, but anyway... Thanks for coming on the show, Ben. And for those uh, not familiar, can you give a little bit of background about sure. yourself? Sure. So, um, so I run the Cheeseburger Network, uh, Cheeseburger, C-H-E-Z, burger.com. Uh, we're basically an entertainment destination. We run sites like Fail, Blog, Meme Base, and like you said, Icon Has. Uh, we also run the internet Wikipedia of internet memes called Know Your Meme. Um, and so I've been running this company since September of 2007. And I think that's when I originally met you. I think you met me like soon after I, I started running this thing. Yeah. Right. Because it was, I think it was the, um, the people who originally had founded the site and you had just taken it over. Yeah, I just bought it from them. I raised this like angel round of investor money, bought the site from them. And I was on the prowl for like buying other websites and stuff like that. And, I, and we got together because of a, a mutual friend who I believe was led the investment or was was yeah. a big part of it in some way That's um right. and it was awesome it was awesome to meet you guys and actually the the guy who um was originally i think the the guy who started it was like yeah i i was inspired by your adsense check and i i don't remember yeah the Eric, exact oh yeah we talked about that like he, i remember him showing me a photo of the of you with the with adsense check i'm like what that's not real and then i met you i'm like wow that's real <laughs> yeah that was probably one of the biggest like most I was like, wow, really? You know, kind of moments. Yeah. So that was that was super cool. And um yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome to have you on. So so for those who don't know, you know, Ben, like I said, Ben runs I can ask Cheeseburger, uh, which also has the infamous uh fail blog, which I've been on a couple times and uh, <laughs> with some pretty funny things. But yeah, so Ben is is one of the most knowledgeable people and, and smartest CEOs of a company and to see that blog grow from a silly cat site that had you know shareable things and and to what it is now this gigantic network 
of websites that are that you took one good idea and one good uh, user base and pivoted and started to cover all the other options has been really, really remarkable to watch. So one, one of the things I wanted to ask you, there's a lot of people listening um, who, you know, I, one of the questions I always get is, you know, how do I get started? How do I do this? But I think, I think one of the things for you is, you know, you came into this thing and social media really, you evolved with social media because there oh, yeah. wasn't, there wasn't like, I mean, there was mostly like people emailing the content or, I mean, I, when you guys started, I came across it because people would post it on their blogs and stuff. So when, when you got started and started taking this thing over, like how did you roadmap this thing? Oh yeah. Uh, so we didn't actually have a roadmap. So we, you know, our philosophy has always been, Hey, let's figure out how to, um, how to test a whole bunch of ideas and see what works. Right. So if we can actually run a bunch of experiments and figure out like how to make failure cheap, then we can actually figure out stuff that's going to, that's going to work for us. And that's always been our philosophy. I love that. The, how do I make failure cheap? Because the overhead, when you go, and I think that's a lot of people's problem is that when they talk to me and they're and, and they got this great idea for a website or whatever. And they're like, you know, how do I get started? And I'm like, well, you know, how I got started is I bought a book on HTML and PHP and I started doing it in my spare time. And, you know, and they're like, well, I can't give up my day job. And I'm like, why do, why do you have to give up your day well, job? Yeah. Why? Yeah. How about you give up like Halo? Yeah, exactly. And this is the same person that will sit on Facebook for three hours a night playing Farmville. Yeah. You know, exactly. Halo or, or anything. And, and yeah. so, yeah, I think, I think that's the thing. So let's talk about social media in general because you, you guys have pretty much – probably one of the most shared websites in the world. Yeah. I mean, throughout all of the content, how do you, what kind of, how do you even like, like optimize for that? Yeah. So one of the things that we've done is, um, we've looked at kind of where the media world is headed based on experience and based on what our users are telling us. And, and we've always been able to kind of pick and choose the content that we want to share because we had a, you know, a lot of submissions that come in, but also our editors are really expert and trained at kind of spotting what they think would share. And the, and the funny thing about that, the little secret is they fail all the time, right? Like if you think about it, they start out um, being no mu- no better than anybody else who's like really good with the internet when it comes to content. And then they sit there and they learn. And they keep learning because they're able to post ideas and see if it works. And if it doesn't, try something new. And they kind of hone this like sixth sense and the skill to figure out how to actually package this content up. Because so much about content on the internet is just packaging. Right? You can have two of the same exact same videos, but the headline you write, the descriptions, where you actually send it out, like who you use to promote, that makes a huge difference in how a piece of content can be successful. And when, when you started taking it over, was it because now it's all user contributed content, you've got this pro LOL builder and all of this stuff out, but was it, I don't remember, was it done in house with people? No, I mean, there's always a curatorial part that's done in-house, right? And also the internet has evolved to a point where we, our editors will also go out and find content to share as well. Um, but we feel like user-generated content is still highly, highly underappreciated. And that's something that we want to figure out. It's like, how do we actually get um, more and more people involved in expressing their sense of humor using the content they have. Because, you know, when I started this in 2007, just remember, we didn't have iPhones and Androids. Like, we just had, like, a shitty camera phone that was really difficult to actually find good content to actually post because it it was locked in on the phone. 
And now so many people can create content right on their device as they're taking it. And it's become more of an opportunity, not less. And so we're actually working on releasing a new app um, coming out in October where we're actually going to make that even easier for people. Yeah, and I mean, from a, just an overall perspective of mobile and you know, email, being that we, we started a new company, or the PAR program, with, with email perspective and, and send out all these emails per month, we're, we're starting to see mobile, even in the last, since we started the company two and a half years ago, uh, drastically, mobile has gone fast to increase and, and, and start to eclipse desktop um, from you know, when we see the actual, you know, devices that are, that are interacting with it. So with, with you guys in creating that, are people using a lot of the mobile apps to actually create the content or is it mostly using it as a user? So, you know, one of the things that, that is really difficult for entrepreneurs is, um, when you're faced with choices like that, like are they are they using the app to consume or are they using the app to create content? What's more important, right? Like that's a question that's raised in our office pretty much on a regular basis. And sometimes um, the answer is yes, right? They're both. The answer is both, right? Without the without the submissions, there is no content to see, and without the content, there's no inspiration for the submissions. And so what what I really need to do at my role is to force the answer to be none of the above, or both, right? It's like it's the difficult part of the job, which is like to demand the right answer, not the convenient one. Got it. All right. We have to go to a break soon. Um, A couple of the things I want to talk to you about, I want to further discuss the mobile strategy a little bit. But uh, also, those of you live listening um, in the chat room and and those of you who aren't listening live, you can listen every Tuesday at 3.50, right, Anna? 3.50 every day, every Tuesday? Okay, and it's not listening to me. So I believe at Brasco, if you could chime in, I believe it's going to be three fifty every Tuesday. You can check us out at webmasterradio.fm and download the mobile app and um, listen to us whenever you want. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we'll have more questions for Ben. Time to cash some more checks. Shoe will be back on webmasterradio.fm because my name's Shoe Money. Take a walk in my shoes. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, seen other SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Before you painstakingly create another label or drag yourself to the post office, set a course to ShipStation, your key to e-commerce shipping nirvana. Save time by easily importing orders from wherever you sell, like Amazon, eBay, and over 40 others. Save money with discounted USPS rates and a free USPS account. Automate manual tasks through bulk label and invoice printing, custom shipping rules, and much more. WebmasterRadio.fm listeners get an additional 30 days free after the free 30-day trial. Go to ShipStation.com slash WebmasterRadio now. Shipping Nirvana starts here. 
When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional, PPC services. PPCProfessionals.com. Here's more of the Shoe Money Show. Monday's Shoe Money on WebmasterRadio.fm. Hey, welcome back. Gosh, that music is awesome. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Rob Hustle. If uh, you guys don't know who he is, just Google him. He um, is something else. Quite the, uh, quite the DJ. He's a rap artist. He's a professional salsa dancer and actually one of the best war- or, uh, not Warcraft. <laughs> one of the best um, Starcraft players in the world. He is a, a, like a triple diamond or whatever the highest level is. Anyway, shouts out to Rob Hustle. This is the first time I've heard the music all assembled. So we're back with Ben Huff, Cheap Cheeseburger over at the uh, famous I Can Ask Cheeseburger blog. So Ben, a couple things I wanted to ask you about. I, I made some notes here and one of the big one is um, on censorship. You've had some, some of the biggest and, and how you know people can biggest probably gross spurts i'm just guessing um from some of the more controversial posts like my one of my favorites was the jesus kitty um that that portrayed a, a cat laid out like he was on a cross and yeah. uh, caused up quite a stir what kind yeah. of censorship do you guys have on some of these uh you know we we look at um language uh we look at advertiser friendliness uh we will look at you know, our terms of service are very explicit in that it doesn't allow gore it doesn't allow threats it doesn't allow um, nudity and so you know those are things that are kind of like we'd like bright white lines when it comes to you know things that we're willing to remove and things like that and so i i get this question all the time from people which is like hey um when I remove something, my, my users and my fans call it censorship. You know, am I doing the right thing? What am I supposed to be doing? And I'm like, dude, it's your house. House rules. If they don't like it being there, like, they're going to go somewhere else. So uh, it's up to you to decide what is and isn't acceptable. Um, obviously, like, favoring one side over another gets a little kind of squishy and kind of weird. But if you don't want foul language, um, you know what? Get rid of it. It's your house. Yeah, absolutely. I've always run my blog that way. Um, you know, it's my, I, I really don't censor anyone about, you know, if they take cracks at me or whatever. Um, oh, yeah. the only ones like I'll, I'll hold for a while or ones that'll say like, I know you're not going to post this comment, but, and then I'll just hold it because the person then will write a book, you know, and it's just, <laughs> it's just a personal thing. I like to do yeah. just to mess with people. It's very strange, yeah. but, um, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I think that, you know, in, in viewing your site over the years or seeing them posted everywhere. And for those just joining us or or, or whatever, uh, Ben runs I Can Ask Cheeseburger, one of the biggest blogs, also includes the fail blog. Now, just expanding, when you when you had this expansion and started doing fail blog and then you have a dog one that you guys implemented and all these other things, I mean, what, what was kind of the vision where you were like, because I know with us, when we've, when we've had one thing that worked and pivoting, to another thing like now we have a, a par program and now we're pivoting to a self-service version of it just a small pivot but what was kind of like the point at which you were like you know what we should we should try this and devote resources to this yeah so f- f- the the cost of running a blog is actually pretty cheap right like there's really not much overhead that comes to that that goes with like you know to hosting hosting a web press uh, a wordpress site and then just like posting photos 
what was really interesting was that we felt that we could scale it like and you wouldn't be able to scale it by posting a million cat photos at the same time you'd have to scale it by uh, approaching different topics and so actually what happened was um, we ended up taking venture money in 2000 we actually officially changed the company name to cheeseburger at that point and because we felt like we were going to do more than what I can ask cheeseburgers about, which was like little cats and cat photos and animal pictures. And we ended up actually, you know, already dri uh, driving the vast majority of our business from like non-animal related stuff. And so we felt like it was a good point to actually start expanding into what is entertainment, right? So the question became not how do we run this website. The question became broader instead of like, you know, it was really more about all right, we've got all these like mobile devices and digital, you know, laptops and tablets and all this stuff that are coming out. Like, what will people do to entertain themselves? Because when the TV came out and radio was the first technology out there, uh, it was a game changer, right? When podcasts came out and finally you could actually listen to quote unquote radio like content on your digital device, that was a game changer. Like, every time there's a new device that ends up in the hands of lots of people, there's a seismic change in the way people consume content. What are we going to do about that? Yeah, and that's that's a big thing. And how much testing do you guys do when you implement this stuff? We do very little testing. So the idea here is that we should fail fast. So that means going out there and posting content or creating a product as quickly as possible and then validating whether that works or not and then going from there. So about, I want to say six months ago, um, Cheeseburger became a majority uh, mobile company. So the the you know 51% plus of our traffic now comes from mobile web or mobile app. And we're like, okay, the writing is very clear on the wall. We think that this this is actually going to peak around 70 to 80% of our traffic is going to be mobile. Let's go figure out if we can build the best mobile app we can possibly produce. At that point, we were committing a ton of resources to it. Right? But until then, like we kept on, you know, doing little stuff to see if it worked. Right. Right. And so, I mean, but I mean, do you measure success in like the viral aspect of it, the web traffic aspect of it? I guess they got to Yeah. Traffic and revenue are the two numbers, right? Like revenue at the end of the day, like, you know, this revenue will cover up a multitude of mistakes. Right. Absolutely. And, and, and traffic is like a precursor to revenue. But, you know, those things are both, both of them are required to do our business. Yeah. I, I love, I love how big the sites become it's it's amazing and i know you guys had the what was it it was specific to dogs that i don't see there anymore yeah i has a hot dog yeah that was old site right and did, did that one just not go yeah or i mean it went for a while so here's the thing like you build a website it lasts for a while and then like the traffic dies down or what have you and then you gotta move on right right, right absolutely and now you you know with the it's been a while since i've looked at the entire site um, again, we're talking with Ben from I Can Ask Cheeseburger. Um, if you just, if you don't, because I don't really want to spell it out, if you just Google for cheeseburger the way it should be, it's the second thing that comes up after the Wikipedia entry for regular cheeseburgers. Do you guys, you know, as far as you started to touch on revenue and monetization, which is something that is one of my favorite loves. Um, so, how is your main focus on revenue? Is it, is it all CPM based? Yeah, it's all it's all CPM based. Uh, we focus not on CPC or CPA, but we actually focus on brand advertising, which is the top dollar stuff that you can get. Uh, mostly because our traffic is general web entertainment traffic, and so CPA and CPCs just don't work as well because people are not looking to perform an action. So it's a different ad product, and like you have to kind of match the audience you have with the ad product that's going to work for them. And at our scale, it makes sense to do brand advertising to get big brands on, on our sites advertising um, to our wide audiences. Like recently, we like we're actually I think running a a push down ad from ESPN, 
right? And that's pretty awesome. It's high quality ad, great engagement. People love it. Everybody wins. Yeah, and how much how much does your measurement of user interaction play into the monetization structure? So unfortunately, the internet ad market is still a little bit um, behind the scenes, behind the curve when it comes to engagement-driven metrics. Like they still buy on impressions and audience size and things like that. And 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 mostly because so much of this requires um, handholding for creative assets reasons and things like that. They they can't buy from you know five hundred different websites with great engagement, but they can from they can buy from ten websites with you know good engagement and and that are able to do the creative stuff that they want them to do. Yeah, it's always amazing to me when we have we, we'll have a guy that wants to do a, a very buy like a very small ad on my blog, and he'll he'll keep statistics like nobody's business and and email yeah. us like every other day about oh, yeah. oh how come I didn't get this much traffic and I got this much traffic and and we when people come to me I said I don't guarantee any statistics because I'm like yeah. listen I don't I don't write like some days I don't post anything. And then, like, I'll go nuts for three days and write something that causes a giant shitstorm, and you'll get thousands of clicks, you know. And then some days you might get a couple hundred. You know, I don't know. I'm not going to guarantee you anything. And also, and then, your ad might not be the right match. Like, I don't know what your product is. I don't know what happens after they land there. Like, I'm not responsible for the fact that you have a different product. You know what I mean? Like, that's the hard part. Like, what I can offer you is who I have and what I have. Right, and I have a great question for you on how you answer it because I know you're going to get it, and I'll, I'll hit that in a second. Um, and I think I think that's that's a really interesting thing is is we'll have a on the flip side of that we'll have a big brand like Facebook or we did uh, something for other other companies that just throw us a ton of money and and I'm always like I'm not want to say I'm nervous but I just want to know like how the response was and they don't you know they they barely even reply they're like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, whatever. We don't know. Yeah, it was good. It was fine. Thanks. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like the bigger the company and the bigger the buy and ad spend, it's just like the less they actually keep any sort of statistics. And I think that's kind of like when you said how much ads are you know behind the times on a CPM level. If I was to do a CPM on Shumai.com, it would be insane. It would be like a hundred bucks CPM or something like yeah. that. Yeah. But because it's such so targeted at that specific niche industry. Um, I know that, you know, from my actual, you know, newsletter, I know that I can get a certain dollar per click. So when someone, you know, comes to me or, you know, on the blog or on this, I can make more from my products than, you know, doing a a CPM rate. But, you know, products and stuff, you guys came out with a book. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Two. We have two New York Times bestselling books. Uh, I think we've published seven books in total. Uh, we have an annual calendar, like the, you know, the tear-off calendars. Like, we did a lot of merchandise. We We actually even won greeting card of the year. In the United wow. States. Yeah. Wow. So how did the book come together? Uh, we were approached by a bunch of publishers, and they and they actually there was a bidding war for the book, and it was uh, actually Erica, the original founder, co-founder of Icon S. Cheeseburger, um, did the first book, and so we actually ended up buying the rights from that. Oh wow! Wow, yeah, that's we interesting. published our own. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys did you guys self-publish? No, we ended up working with just different publishers. So we, you know, we kept on creating new books and different publishers bid for them and we went with uh, the bids that we liked. That's awesome. And I haven't read the book myself, but is there an audio version? <laughs> Dude, there was a Kindle version of a book of images and I was like, what? This is black and white. And they're like, oh yeah, I guess, I guess if it's mostly images, the, an audio version wouldn't work well unless you had uh, some. Yeah, I, I, I guess I can have like, you know, somebody with a great voice uh, narrate out the images for you. This, this contains a cat. The cat is licking its balls. 
Yeah. All right. We're going to be back. In a, we got to pay the bills and do another commercial break real quick. Um, we'll see you back in a minute or two. Time to cash some more checks. Shoe Money will be back on webmasterradio.fm. Because my name's Shoe Money. Take a walk in my shoes. InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, Panda and Penguin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. The Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at internetmarketingninjas.com. BubbleFast burst onto the e-commerce scene as a family-owned shipping supply provider back in 1999. The product line has grown, but Mark and Robin still own and operate BubbleFast as a family business. Being sellers themselves has taught them what online sellers need to safely and affordably deliver their products to their customers. BubbleFast is proud to be an active member of the community of online sellers. Mark and Robin sponsor seller meetup groups, share shipping tips and tricks through social media, and always love talking to customers and helping solve shipping challenges. Check out the website at BubbleFast.com. Sign up for the Bubble Briefs newsletter to join the Bubble Fast family. Use promo code WMR to get a 5% discount. Or call Mark and Robin at 877-599-7447. Happy shipping from Mark and Robin at Bubble Fast. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Here's more of the Shoe Money Show. show. My name's Shoe Money on WebmasterRadio.fm. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Shoe Money Show. Uh, my first live show back after five years in retirement. Um, again, for those of you in the chat room, feel free to ask a question. For those of you listening live or listening to the replay, get the app and listen then. So, uh, joined with Ben Huff. Ben also is the chief cheeseburger from the website I can has cheeseburger, which also has fail blog and all kinds of other stuff. So we started to talk briefly on monetization. Ben, how many times do you get solicited from people who have the perfect product for you, but want to work on a revenue share of people that buy it? Uh, I, I can't imagine. I don't even remember the number. I don't even respond to those emails anymore. Yeah. My, my response to them is always, cause they're always like, Oh, I got this great product. I mean, it is ridiculous. I was just at a conference and everyone was like, well, literally 30 different people were like, did you get my email? Did you get my video? And I was like, Oh, what was it about? Well, I had this product launch and, and I, my, I have a canned response that I send people. And if you yeah. solicit me for it, you'll get it. And it's basically like, listen, how much do you think I'd make a month? You know, let me know how much you think that would be and I'll, I'll look into it. And then, you know, if they say like 30 grand, whatever, and I'll say, okay, cool, let's do 20 and I'll do it. And, and their thing is like, well, that's not our model. And I said, well, my model is not, you know, I said, you came to me, you know, you believe I'd make this much. If you really believe in your product and believe it's the right audience, then, you know, let's go. Otherwise you don't believe in your product. Why should I risk? You know, that's, that's one of the crazy things about being a, 
an affiliate marketer is I've been on both sides of that. I've had my yeah. own products and I've promoted other people's products. And so it's, it's, it's interesting, you know, when you've had that experience of being on both sides of it, you realize, really realize that it's a lot better to have the product and let the affiliates, which would be me and you, you know, in this case of someone approaching us with that kind of offer, you know, because they get to risk everything. You have no risk. Um, yeah. I, I, I think it's one thing to like have a product, have an affiliate marketing program and let the publishers figure out whether it's the right fit for them. Right. But I think it's perfect. You take all the risk. I'm like, mm, that doesn't work for me. Got it. Now, okay, so we've covered some of the monetization aspects of it. I'd love to talk about into a little bit about the legal of it because you are such a user-generated – I mean, are you guys the biggest user-generated content site? I can't think of a bigger one. Well, I, I, I mean, I guess YouTube is the biggest, right? Oh, well, technically, I guess. Yeah. Pictures, yeah. picture-wise. Uh, we're up there. I don't, actually, I don't know that there's a ranking of one, but we're up there. And hopefully yeah. we'll get bigger with this new app launch that we're doing soon. Yeah, and I mean, you guys have to be one of WordPress's biggest blogs. Yeah, so we were actually. So we ended up moving. We were number one, WordPress's number one customer. And then we ended up moving to build our own platform just because we weren't, quote unquote, blogging. And they're moving into more CMS. But I love those guys. And, and uh, at one point, we were serving up 6% of all WordPress traffic in the world. That's crazy, including their, all their self-hosted things? Yeah. Yeah, That's and... And obviously, though, there's a lot of dynamic stuff. So you you were doing like their VIP hosting and then – but you you process a lot of that on your back end or is it everything processed on there? So we had this like you know uh, builder tool, submission tool, like the individual profiles of our users were built on our own side. And then anytime you wanted to publish in the scale, like anytime we needed the scalability of WordPress to publish content, we, we used that, right? So all the, com- all the complex stuff happened on our side. All the super scalable publishing side happened on their side. Got it. Now the a key thing that I've had a couple questions about. I get a lot of stuff myself about. It. I've been unfortunately and fortunately involved in several legal cases. Um, you guys, because you're, you're all this user generated content, we started going to this a second ago, and I digress a little bit. But what's like your? I mean, how much? cease and desist, whether it's fail blog or all this other stuff, do you guys get on a daily basis? They're actually very rare. Uh, we probably get a few 